I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? My neighbors are still having sex. This is another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. <laughs> My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. This is episode 176. 176. Sweet spots. Sweet spots. Sweet like that ass. Mm-hmm. That someone is some, having some, sex with. Someone, not us, is currently engaged in intercourse with. But also, like, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. High five to your face. <laughs> if you'd like to go back and listen to all the other times my neighbors were having sex while we recorded this podcast. <laughs> so many. You can go back and listen to all other 175 episodes of this program wherever you get your audio content. So many places. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Just search us out. Search out Geek Down Podcast and then hit follow or subscribe and then you know what happened, Kate? Do you know what happens, Caitlin? Why are you kidding me? Because I'm amped up. Because I'm excited. Because when you subscribe to this program every week on the back of a rainbow main alicorn named Philip, your man's... Chante's Frostilicus III, Internet Elf. He's going to come through. He's going to smash them episodes right into your ear hole. But like nicely. So nicely. Yeah. If you would like to offer suggestions on how to soundproof this apartment so that I don't have to hear my neighbors having sex. Egg cartons. <laughs> if you have a hookup on bulk egg cartons, please let us know on any of our socials, primarily Twitter. Get above Twitter. That also, will, that will net the fastest response. Also, Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, mm-hmm. or Gmail. Or Gmail. Good old Gmail. Geekdownpod at gmail.com. Ooh. wonder if they can hear us because my chair's shaking now. wonder if we're like amping them up. Maybe. We're like hype men. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're like, woo. Woo. We're you like, can do it. Fuck hype men for my neighbors. <laughs> it's going to be real awkward if they can hear half of this shit next time I pass them in the hallway. What? What? <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to pretend you don't recognize them anyways. <laughs> Snap gun. <laughs> if you would like to help subsidize the cost of egg cartons to soundproof this apartment, there are a couple ways you can do it. Patreon.com forward slash GeekdownPod. Or buy us a coffee. KO-FI.com slash GeekdownPod. Three bucks. That's it. That is it. One, one and done, as they say. One and, one and done. Yeah. No, no commitment. We know you people have commitment issues. You millennials? You're not really millennials anymore, are you? I'm a millennial. I mean the listeners. Like a no kid millennials? In their, kid in their 20s. We're not technically a millennial anymore, are they? No. They're, uh, I can't remember when it ends. 1999, I think. Mm. 2001. I can't remember. And they're going to be like a 17-year-old out there. They know 17-year-olds listen to this show. <laughs> hey, you don't know that. <laughs> For some reason, I work under the assumption that this show has like an ID check. Like, <laughs> you have to be 19 or over to hear the show. I like totally forget that. Like, No, there's a 12-year-old out there who's like, oh, I'm listening, learning all kinds of fun things <laughs> Wait, Canada, from Jordan Canada's King. weird, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get into anything else, to pour ourselves oh my goodness. a glass... Delicious, refreshing weeb tears. Ooh, weeb tears. We haven't had weeb tears in a long time. I mean, just in general. They're not they're not particularly sad about anything right now. Oh, but they are. They're always sad about something. Right now it's uh ladies cosplaying as the Joker. Oh. Which they have done in for time and memoriam. They're gonna be sad about a future episode of Geek Down's Hottest Takes, I know that much. Ooh. Oh man. I don't even know if it counts as a hot a hot take or if I should just give it away for nothing. Friends, you can tell we're out of time right now because we're not hitting you with the news and we're kind of meandering. No. 
And we're drinking weep tears. We're drinking weep tears. But we're drinking weep tears because I saw something oh. at the local no frills. Did you? And it's something that requires a fizzy drink. Oh, my goodness. Because oh, but there's said, a no frills bag that came out of nowhere? Because as said, fizzy and crunchy are the snacks that go together. They have to. I know this one might prefer like a tall glass of eggnog to wash down <laughs> this crunchy snack. You fucking monster. <laughs> uh, Kate, I was just minding my own business. Mm-hmm. Buying my salads. At the no frills. You are such an old oh, person. Oh, God. Eating your salads. Salad, fucking salads. I can still subsist on potatoes. My raw almonds. Okay, thanks for the wedges. Kate <laughs> <laughs> K- K- brought lunch earlier, including like some delicious potato wedges from the local Tim Horderies. And I neglected to mention that I definitely like, you know, hash browned an entire potato <laughs> with my breakfast this morning. So it's just... Okay. All potatoes, all the time. Potatoes and we'll con- and vegetable. And we'll continue to be. Because I was minding my own business, Kate. Oh, my God. Wandering through the no frills, and I saw something. You saw something? And I went. <gasps> oh, my goodness. And I said, I know we don't snack a lot anymore on the show. No. But sometimes. Sometimes. You just gotta. Kate, close your eyes. I'm closing my eyes. I'm so excited, guys. If people who don't know, or if this is, this is your first episode, snacks are my jam. Hold your hands up. Actually, let me guard the, let me guard the drink first. Describe to the people what I just put in your hand. <gasps> what the fuck? That's exactly what I said when I saw them. Oh my god. So friends, we here at the Geek Down what? love us some Meagerang stir fry noodles. Oh my god. And I found at the No Frills. They have, like, fuck you. They have <laughs> a fried noodles flavor chip. Yep. From Chitato. From Chitato. Potato chips. I don't know where you come from, Chitato, but... Indomie. Mi goreng fried noodles flavor. This is a product of Indonesia. Oh my god, Indonesia. Oh my god, I'm really scared. So, this could go one of two ways. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Let's find out. Oh, do you, oh god, of course the Asian chips are like welded shut. Who misses crunching on a microphone? Mm, interesting. Don't smell like noodles. Probably just going to be like garlic. Hmm. There's different hints there. That's kind of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is like noodle, noodley. I'm hitting all of it, yeah. Yep. Mostly, mostly onion, mostly garlicky onion, but then a little bit, a little bit of kick for the hot sauce that you get. Yep. And there's definitely that noodle aftertaste. You're like, this is salt and something else. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's not good for me. None of this is good for anybody. On the Facebook icon on the back of the bag, it says, Chitato life is never flat. <laughs> what you know about that Chitato light? We also have an email address if you want to ask them a question. Do that. I'm sure ex- antioxidant E307 is fine. <laughs> or anti-caking agent E551. Well, we do not need to finish this on Mike. No, we don't. But. Thank you, Jordan. Mm. That was lovely. Weird snacks. Love weird snacks. Spent a lot of time thinking about weird snacks because the uh, the Japan panic dreams have fully started. And what nature are these uh, panic dreams taking? Oh, they are very multifaceted. Oh, do tell. Sometimes they are just generally me not knowing how to say things. Right. They are me trying to check in and having neglected some detail. Right. I should have already been on top of. Mm-hmm. Or it was coming across the feed of... I don't know where he's from, actually, but he's a hip-hop beat producer named Cook and Soul, who recently went to Tokyo and posted his photo from the plane. Right. Oh, man. 
That don't look great. No, but you get an aisle seat. I will be on an aisle seat, yes. It makes a huge difference. That boy looks much smaller than me, and it's already wider than that seat back. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> but you got an aisle seat. Wow. Yikes, y'all. But you got an aisle seat. So stress about that, too. General stress about just like, man, I, I should really probably buy, like, facial masks so I don't, like, get the plague from other people <laughs> when I'm... Locked in a tube of death flying yeah. 30,000 feet in the air. I do get sick every time I go on a plane. Also, let's not think about that too hard. I'm usually a pretty <laughs> decent flyer, but I usually don't fly for 13 fucking hours over an ocean, so. You'll be fine. Mm. You'll be fine. If anybody's got a hookup for some zannies. <laughs> Though, also, if you're not fine, do I get some of your records? What do you want? You don't even own a turntable. My housemates do. Um, Can I have that uh, Jesus Christ Superstar? Oh, my God. That's all you want? Uh, no, the there's like... a copy of Jesus Christ Superstar? There's like a bunch of stuff I want. What <laughs> you want that? Funky Worm. <laughs> yes, I want Funky Worm so bad. Um, yeah, just the general stress of that. Um, it's really been... It's like it's every other night, I have a weird Ooh, dream. that's not good. I'm like spooked about something to do with, with Japan. Um, and as well, and money's part of it as well. Of course. You know, we just worry that it will not be enough. And I adjusted to that a bit. This is a multifaceted faceted story in our continuing series called of Sickness. So I was just going to look for prices. Okay. For budgeting purposes. Of course. I go over to the old HMV yep. site because they actually have an English site, like a dedicated English site. Oh, I did not know that. And they do offer international shipping. Oh, fantastic. They take worldwide orders. So I go on there and I start looking up prices and then I think to myself, oh, right. They can also like, they do like a store check. Yeah. Like see what the stock is like in stores. And I start running through all these like, you know, seven inches, indie seven inches and stuff that I'm looking for when I go over there. Mm-hmm. They're all available online. Yep. No. None of them are in store, Caitlin. Oh. They are only online. Well, you can order them when you get back then. Look at the the look on his face. Ooh. That's like eight months from now. Yeah. Sometimes you have to wait. You think they're still going to be around eight months from now? Of course I do. These were limited runs, Caitlin. Oh, my God. It'll be fine. Oh, my God. The look on his face. (laughs) Or not. I don't know. He's, like, twitching. Added to this was the next... Because I, I didn't know this. I just went to the website to start looking stuff up. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be fair, the stuff I'm looking at is only going to cost like 100 bucks right. to order and ship over. Okay. And that's money that's already there. That's right. Separate money from just means if we're thinking about taking a four-digit sum for records, it'll just be now a three-digit sum because some of the shit you were looking for, you already have. Right. Um, but adding to this was the fact that when I just went to the website, I didn't ask for this. My Jesus didn't die for this. I didn't go... I didn't go looking for this. <laughs> I'm uh, using my Jesus didn't die for this. Oh, I use it all the time. I had to, I had to ask somebody if it was appropriate for a work email or not. <laughs> Sidebar definitely changed my avatar on the uh, intercompany discussion board to the this is fine fire dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because uh, it's holiday. And then probably deleted every post I had, I had already made <laughs> that included identifying information. Um, so, yeah, I just go, I go to the HMV site and I know 
I feel like we had this conversation last year because on November, in November, they have, it's not part of the official record store day, but it's called like the record day. I think HMV probably runs it. Right. Um, is the second in what I assume now will be an ongoing series of New Japan's reissues. Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, good luck. You know what definitely ain't going to be there in April? And then I did, I was on, I was like, you know, of course, like, like on the phone, <laughs> texting Mr. Malash, th- thumbs of flames, just like, <laughs> texting him, telling him all this. And I was like, well, I didn't buy the last one immediately. <laughs> like this one's dropping November 3rd. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the other one dropped around the same time and I didn't buy it immediately. Cause I remember I was like, oh, the pre-order sold out and I was all bummed. And then I had to get it off Discogs later. I didn't buy it. So, I mean, it'll be fine. Maybe I can pick it up, you know, a few months afterwards. Well, but check the records. No, November 8th, I bought that <laughs> last year on Insta- on Discogs. Oh, my God. You are. So, you have. Yeah. You were sick. You were a sick person. Of sickness. So, this is worse than that whole, like, scarcity thing, fear I was having with the Kurokawa uh, 7 Inches yeah. the other day. Because now it's like. I know I can't find those. I can't easily get those. I have to get them off like Yahoo Auctions or something. Yeah. Or I'll just try and find them while digging. I am not optimistic about <laughs> about these. Just coming across these. Right. So. Mm. How much is shipping? I did the math. It's going to be like 150 oh, For four seven inches ugh. and the new Jabez record. Ugh. Stupid. You're stupid. I'm not going to find them. And look at the face. You, what is happening in your brain right now? It's like you've forgotten. Like, do you have that, do you have contextual amnesia? Like, did you not know me? No. Do you know how you got here? Do I need to call you a doctor so you can get home safely? Like, what happened between recording of that episode, the last episode, and this episode? You've clearly forgotten who the fuck I am. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I am stressing about money, your money, and Japan. I'm stressed St- out. Stress about the global economy and fucking Trumpito doing whatever and devaluing the U.S. dollar. I lost like 30 bucks in the last two weeks. It's like a whole day of meals. A whole day. You have a rice ball. You have some ramen. Vending machine only. <laughs> I told... Okay. So I actually just... Okay. So this is what I'm... I never think it's really a, a dilemma until I'm put in the same situation. So... <laughs> I don't think it's a dilemma. I think you just buy the stuff. Your answer is going to be the same answer it always. It's like buy it, and if you see it over there, buy another copy and sell it. Yeah, exactly. You make a profit. Sidebar: I don't even think I can do that. I think these are so like these are so inside, right? That like the only people who want them are Japanese people who can just go and get them whenever they want. Right. I'm not selling these to like the city pop heads, right? The future funk kids. You don't know. Not hey, in like five years. You can be, like, rolling in it. Well, that's One never knows. Yeah. One never knows, One friends. Never knows. So I, I'm always like, eh, just buy it. It's fine. Until I'm in the situation literally staring at Funko Pops going, ah, oh, but, like, it's 30 bucks, but it's just a piece of plastic? But I said I was going to collect all of them, and this is probably a good deal. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I went over to see the Funko Pops, like, seven times in mm. one day to be like, should I buy this Captain Marvel Funko Pop? I don't know. I gotta research this more. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, what's wrong with me? Um, yeah. So, I mean, in all honesty, I probably would have already done it, mm-hmm. but they don't take PayPal. 
right. which is weird because it's offered as an option, mm-hmm. but like won't let me because I'm possibly because I'm a candidate or something. Right. So it's only going to take my credit card. Yeah. Well, my credit card life is I have three weeks out of the month where I have enough money on my credit card and one week out of the month where I don't. Right. <laughs> That's after the payment rolls through. So it's going to have to pay for my credit card anyway before I could even think about doing this. And then I pay for it and I take the money from the Japan account and throw it on the credit card. Yay. Um, it's just, I just start looking down the line, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I do this. It's not really any money. It's money that's already saved and would have gone towards this if I was over there. Am I overpaying? Mm, yeah, probably. But if it means the difference between having them and not, okay. But then it's like, well, you look at November was a three-pay month, but I'm already seeing all that like evaporate because, you know, I'm getting paid on Friday, but that's rent. Rent's going to come out. Yep. And then, okay, I'll have a little have a little leeway in that sweet middle pay, that bonus middle pay. Yep. There is technically a holiday where I'm supposed to buy people gifts. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Low key. Make it, burn them some CDs Low. from all your all your albums. Low key, been thinking it. So, sorry, nephew. <laughs> you might not be getting you might not be getting some books this year. And then like like picking up extra shifts at work because I like waited too long to buy a train ticket home because I was waiting to verify that I even could do this. And now fucking Via is like. There are no $40 seats left. All the seats are like $80. And it's like, oh, it's going to be like $200 for a train ticket home. <laughs> Do this to yourself. Plus, plus I got still got to get like the backpack and fucking like, you, you know, I was like, we recently had a suggestion from the audience that we should give each other YouTube content. Yes. And the joke I made to the person suggesting it was like, if I gave Kate YouTube, my YouTube content, it would just be like travel tips from this <laughs> Indonesian German guy, <laughs> video editor. And mine would be cake videos. Uh, because that's all I've been watching lately. Pretty solid. I mean, it's a, he, that's his lane, right? It's like all he does. Yeah. Uh, you know, offer good tips. You know, you don't want to forget the saline mist. Probably want the saline mist for your nose because it's going to get super dry in the super dry in the airplane cabin. Agreed. If you wear contacts, you definitely want to do glasses. Lip chap. My fucking God. <laughs> Kate's, Kate's high there for the lip chap. He also mentions, you know, uh, he's a very big proponent of merino wool t-shirts. Okay. Oh. Uh, because they, they wick moisture. They take longer to stink. That's good. So you can, like, make a stretch longer. They're also, like, $100 per, and I'll tell you what the fuck we ain't going to do <laughs> is spend $100 on a t-shirt. Just bring a t-shirt in your carry-on. Bring a t-shirt and another pair of undies and change halfway through the chip. I don't even know what Drip. the hell I should do. Oh, no, that's fine. I'll stink by the time I get to the Airbnb. That's cool. <laughs> Also, oh yeah, other reason for like panic dreams. Like, when you went to Europe, did you have like a like any layovers or did you, would you just go straight nonstop? Straight. Mm. I always go straight. Like, if I check my luggage in Toronto and then I have a stopover in Dallas, do I have to get my luggage and put it on another thing? Or does it, it depends. All get, sometimes, sometimes you do. Well, who do I ask about that? <laughs> you ask the um, the people who are flying you. No, well, I haven't flown in years, and that was just all just in Canada. Just ask them about it. Just be like, do I have to do this? I will tell you. Stressful. So stressful. Welcome to going on trips. And expensive. I mean, like my folks gave me like a very generous Amazon gift card mm-hmm. to deal with these sort of things, like a power bank. Yeah. To charge things and possibly either shoes or the backpack. But like these are not inexpensive things I need to do. No. 
So just, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to budget, but I'm looking down the line at all the money coming in and it's like, <laughs> take them roll coins down. You might have to sell an album. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I didn't do all this to be selling albums, Caitlin. You never know. Okay. To way. accommodate more albums. I'm sure somebody's looking for. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, name, Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A, like almost pristine copy of Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> so while well, you've been stressing over everything, everything, um, I've been having a delightful time in Port Hope picking apples. <laughs> That's right. I went apple picking. I don't have. I'm not on the right bank, but that doesn't work. What a cool guy you are. Am cool. Also, apple picking is amazing. You want to know picking garbage apples? You mean the best fucking apples? <laughs> you call that a- you call that apple picking or cleanup? Fucking apple picking. I will. I will punch you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will punch you in the face. I got to gloat to you when it was <clears throat> peak honey crisp season, which only lasts for like two just, days. Oh, just hugging them. Just hugging them all Two in days chest. and then they grow, get gross. Mm. And you want to know why? Because they're freak apples because they were made in a lab. And now they're making all the other apples extinct. And then they're going to get some bacteria. And they're all going to die. Because you're all eating honeycrisp. Well, I'm eating Macintosh, which are naturally just the best apple. You all suck. You're stupid. <laughs> Anyways, I went apple picking and it was delightful. And guess who came with me? Who came with you apple picking? My father. <laughs> yeah. He picked two apples. Yeah. Two types or two actual apples? Two actual apples. I think he was delighted, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, why you only picked two apples for? He just, he was like, oh, come for the drive. And then he came down, like, it was senior correspondent and Chris, uh, Chris and I. And you know, we were, you know, pretty quick trip. Like, we weren't going to spend the whole day apple picking. We spent like maybe 20 minutes and we took some fun pictures and then dad came down like the orchard lane and was like oh pick this apple and then he picked another one and yeah he seemed to have a good time what, an, actually, what an autumnal delight yeah i'm gonna post a picture on facebook it's gonna be great <laughs> all three of us are apples yeah it's great and then we had i i made i made baked apple this morning for breakfast it's very good you baked an apple for breakfast yeah it's great would you like having dessert for breakfast? It's not dessert. It's a baked apple. Did you dump caramel on it? Or? No. No. Just delightful because Macintosh are the best and you can do that with Macintosh. Mm. Honeycrisp, they just turn to mush because they're disgusting. That's why. <laughs> you can do it to Macintosh because they're actually lumber and they can hold up to the <laughs> intense heat of the baking process. Oh my God. Anyway, so apple baking was delightful. Also, so... Very important things that come up on the show mm. and Jordan and I argue about. <laughs> obviously, apples, if you're new to the show, and which one's the best one, which is obviously Macintosh, blah, blah, blah. Nickel Castro, get out of some what your favorite apple is. <laughs> and then the second thing is the golden triangle. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's the time of year when you need to be wearing a fucking scarf. Or a jacket that covers your entire chest and neck. No, you need a scarf. That's sufficient. <laughs> it's not sufficient. When you get fucking what? sick. <laughs> what is a scarf going to do? Go fucking put my jacket on right now. Put no, that jacket on. No, you know why? Because it's probably wool. And it's going to be fucking itchy. And I'm going to have a rash all around my neck. It doesn't matter what your jacket is when you've got a scarf. Because it protects your neck and chest. Also known as your golden triangle. Got to keep that warm. 
Got to keep that warm. With a jacket. No, with a scarf. <laughs> anyway, very important. Um, you know what, Jordan? When you're fucking sick, I'm not even going to care. I'm going to be like, <laughs> fuck you, because you, I know you don't wear a scarf. Just for your stupid goddamn jacket. There you go. Don't eat the proper apples. Don't don't cover your golden God. triangle. This is your problem. Living my, living my proper life is, is my problem. No, it's terrible. <laughs> living this moldy ass multiple scarf life. Moldy ass apple multiple scarf <laughs> life over there. I am so, I am so, this is so important to me that I had two <laughs> scarves going to my dad. He texted me and let me know I left one, but it's like, okay. Earlier she's like, oh, I forgot my scarf on my dad. I'm like, you came in wearing one. Like, what are you talking about? Two scarves. Very important. You never know when you might need, need it to protect your golden triangle. Fourth scarf. <laughs> every, every point of that equilateral triangle covered. Yep. Because your jacket is shit. It doesn't do the job. No, it's because it's an addition to your jacket. <laughs> I love that the, these are the hills we've chosen to die on. It's been a long fucking winter, y'all. <laughs> oh, it will. It will. So I said last episode that I didn't have very many updates, and I don't. I did finish all of Cupcake and Dino. <laughs> Which is just so comf. Oh my god. It's so comf. Still hearing about Cupcake and Dino. Well, not anymore because I finished the season. It was so sad. We don't don't have a new season announced? Not yet. I don't know who makes the show. I don't know why it exists, but I'm happy it does. (laughs) Who is it even targeted for? Is it on Netflix Kids or? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it could be. It's pretty weird. Because it has never showed up. I did not know it existed no, until you told me. It probably showed up because we watched a lot of Shira, <laughs> which uh, should be in now. Voltron, Shira, and Cupcake and Dino. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's what else I have in my notes. Japan related. I found some new places to visit. You found new places. You mean besides the like 17,000 record stores? It's only like 15. <laughs> I currently have stores that are not record stores. Oh. Just the dollar stores. Yes. Daiso, your Tokyo Hands, your Don Quixote. Yep. Started rattling off some districts. Apparently, Shibuya Crossing has a new, like, Skytree, like, observation deck, which is apparently very beautiful. But if it costs money, I will go to the Starbucks (laughs) (laughs) and get a tall blonde, (laughs) take my photos from there. Um, No, it occurred to me. There's a shrine that is very prominent in Waifu World oh. in Akihabara okay. that I can go to that is a real place. Oh. has some iconic steps. Real steps. The important steps. Fuck your Joker steps. <laughs> go get, get go to the Kanda Shrine steps. And that's actually the shrine that uh, Best Girl is a shrine maiden at. So. That's nice. That is that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> and I'm debating whether or not it's a little out of the way. It's about an hour by train outside of Tokyo proper. Mm-hmm. But it is... Uh, Apparently, the forest where Mei and Sasuke meet Totoro. It's like actually a place you can go to. That's amazing. Very forested area. Fantastic. At the foot of a small, I don't even know if it's like a mountain or a hill or something, but mm-hmm. a little out of the way, so I don't know. I'll I do it. Know. Just go go on an adventure. Listen, I already told you, I need fucking you to get your full plan boner on and... Plan out your trip. Come, come over one day, not when we're recording, and just like let's fucking do this. Do this. I got to give back that, that. I got to give that Tokyo guide back to. Not until back you, to work. Not. Oh, 
I thought you meant the one I lent you hmm? from Stuart. I gave you one from Stuart. You did. I don't know. That's all of Japan, though. Oh. The one I have is just Tokyo. Just Tokyo. Um, and I don't know where I put that. I assume it's on behind. When Mr. Malash was asking if this still horrifies you, and I said she doesn't really talk about it. Oh, it horrifies me every single time I'm here. <laughs> it actually upsets me. He's like, he's like, well, describe that shelf. And I was like, well, that's like, you know, mostly short stories. Shut your fucking face. <laughs> and that's like art stuff over there. Ugh. I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't exactly know where I put the book you gave me from Stuart. I think and you would know if you were organized at all in any way. What are you talking about? <laughs> totally organized. I think it's in a pile behind one of those. <laughs> Oh, good times. Don't you guys love chit-chat episodes? You get to reveal dark secrets about each other? <laughs> so she's the one who wanted to double up, goddammit. But, okay, so was that the only place? Was it the stairs? That was the only place that you were going to... Well, in the shrine itself. But those are the only two, those are the only two recent additions. Nothing else? There are other places I want to go to, Yeah, yes, you're going to go to the Ghibli Museum. I'm going to go to the Ghibli Museum. I'm going to go possibly to the Yokohama Ramen Museum. Um, and I'm probably just going to like pick a district every day. Okay, that sounds like fun. Today will be Ikebukuro Day. Tomorrow will be Akahabara Day. This day will be Shito Kimazawa Day. Okay, I know, but Akahabara just sounds like so magical. <laughs> just sounds like you're going to go there and a witch is going to put a curse on you. It's Electric Town. Yeah, but I just, uh, an electric witch. <laughs> electric witch. I made up a story right there. And every once in a while I just remember there are things there that like I haven't considered yet that could take money from me. Like, like there are bookstores. I can just buy a Japanese edition of something that yeah. I don't need and can't read. Um, but I'm in Japan, so why the fuck not? I know it's not going to be a like because you're not obsessed and weird like I am. But um, any type of store that sells stationery, I just it'd just be like well, money got, just flying I from my pocket. Got to buy you something. No, I just want a postcard. Mm-mm. Just a postcard. Mm-mm. Yes. Let's see a twitch. Let's start you get the. <laughs> no, no, I just gotta scratch up my face. And you can't see me twitch. That's You're what like, I'm gonna do. Oh, oh God, it's beautiful. Oh. I don't even want to talk about it. Just scratch up my face. I'm gonna buy you some like Uniball. Is Japan is the home of Uniball? I'm gonna buy you some like Japan only like so so punch s- in the throat. so smooth. It's illegal to be sold in. <laughs> The action on this pen is so smooth it can't even be sold in North America. Uh, someone asked Flames me, actually come across your page. I lent someone my pen the other day, and like they they even asked, like they're like, "Oh, this is really nice uniball, huh?" And then they almost walked away with it, and I was like, "Um, that's my pen." It's like that is my pen, and they were like, "Whoa, that is uniball," and I will tell you where you can buy one <laughs> after you fucking return the one you're trying to take from me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or like art books or something, or like mm. art books. I don't know. You work at a place that like does most of its money in art books. Not the good art books. No, that's true. It's like pictures of dogs what for if, your coffee table. What if I find like a fucking waifu world art book? Oh my god! Oh no! I definitely looked up if Nendoroids were cheaper in. Japan. You can't. There. You got to pick one thing. You've gone with albums, and that's all you're allowed. <sighs> albums and food. Those are the only things you're <laughs> allowed. Like, that's to buy. it. That's yeah. what you're allowing me to buy. Albums and food. All right. You wanted me to plan this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did the math based on the. Uh, based on, you were here that one day where we went through like what the travel guide said. Like, if you want to have a broke ass experience or a medium experience or a yeah 
high rolling experience and then but it included like accommodations and my accommodations are already taken care of yeah oh i gotta cancel the suicide hotel yeah you do you gotta let somebody else stay with the ghosts <laughs> i got to like march to cancel that um also low-key like as the typhoon hit a little while ago yeah. <laughs> it's like low-key like checking the instagram account of the woman slash company that like owns the airbnb i was like <laughs> refresh is it still standing is it flooded what's happening there um but it was okay it seems to be that's good seems to be so i don't think typhoon season is in it is not is in april so Mm-mm. i'll be all right you'll be fine <sighs> provided like my heart doesn't give out by then oh my god oh you're the best <laughs> Let's keep on eating our noodle chips and then have a break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about the things we brought each other. Friends. It is going to be epic. November Crabathon is here. It is, it's come in with like a, a foot to the door. And I mean, listen, like this has been like a meandering, like quick first half of the show. That is intentional. One, because we said everything we had to say on the first episode we recorded. And two, you don't yeah. want to fuck around. No. You want to get to the garb. Oh, it is hot trash fire. Get to the garb. You saw the title of this episode and you were like, oh my God. I know some of you were. Some of you are probably already messaging me right now. Yep. To tell me that you can't believe we watched the things we watched. But we did. No, <laughs> we did. And we'll get into it when we come back after this break. Welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. Yeah. Going to have a great time because it's November Crapathon. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, we have some rules. Yes. And even with November Crapathon, these rules apply. Still got to have rules. Of course. First rule is the rule of three. If thing comes in parts, you have to watch three of them. Did not apply. No. Movies. 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 Second rule. Hashtag save it for the pod. If you have hot takes, shut up. (laughs) Shut your mouth. See, we do it. We tell you to do it, but we practice it too. Save them until you're in front of these microphones. Because we want you guys to have the freshest, fluffiest, hottest of takes. Do you know how hard it is during November Crapathon? It is so hard. We're just watching garbage. And under any other circumstance, we'd be blowing up each other's Facebook Messenger and just being like, this is garbage. This is the worst shit I've ever seen. But we can't. We have to hold on to it and just keep it in a little ball and not talk about it until we're in front of these mics. It's so difficult. So difficult. But we do it for you because we love you guys so much. I made a reference to the movie that I gave Caitlin in between recording and she burst out laughing so hard. And I wish I knew what she thought, but (laughs) I can't. I have to wait. I have to wait. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, the third rule is not really a rule. It's a policy. It is that uh, there will be spoilers. Oh, my God. Who cares? Especially these things are old. Why do you care? If you care. If you looked at the title of this episode and went, well, I can't listen to that. I haven't seen that. Because I, I, I don't want it spoiled for me. These movies are from the 80s and yes. 90s, respectively. Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> the edge of the 90s, maybe. Um, if that's a concern for you, you need to get the fuck out. You gotta fuck off, y'all. But like in the nicest way possible, because we really love you guys. I mean, we do love you, but at the same time, like just, just. It's this is yeah. You're just you're ridiculous. You are ridiculous. You are ridiculous. You're more ridiculous than these movies. 
Friends, which are ridiculous. Let's give you a little recap. Maybe you're new. Maybe you weren't here last year, and you're like, "What's a November crapathon?" Oh man, this came off as a one-off sort of idea last year when I said, when I realized that Caitlin McKinnon had not seen the movie Bloodsport. I have not. Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. I still, still haven't seen, seen it. Still haven't, given, still haven't given her Bloodsport. And this came, this sparked a notion about like, oh my God, what if we just gave each other shit we knew was bad? Yeah. That the other person hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. Made them sit through things that we sat through in our youth. Yeah. Whether we enjoyed them or not. The inaugural edition of November Crapathon included such Hall of Fame entries as Double Impact, <laughs> Switchblade Sisters, mm-hmm. Flash Gordon, and Face Off. off. <laughs> <laughs> what will this year's installment bring? I don't know, but I'm excited. <laughs> Couple bangers out the gate. Oh, man. So good. We're start with the one Caitlin gave me. So I thought about a lot of things. Mm. I even asked Jordan a couple things. Have you seen this? I found out he's a bigger nerd than he wants anyone to know. What? I remember that conversation. Uh, I am about to tell them the conversation. Oh. Because you brought it up. <laughs> it was like, have you seen oh, the first two yeah. episodes of Star Trek TNG? And he's like, you mean... Uh, uh, Encounter at Farpoint? A- Encounter at Farpoint. I was like, oh my God, you're a nerd. I'm well familiar with Encounter at Farpoint. Um, so not that, because he's familiar with that. And I was thinking, like, oh, God, how can I get onto the Flash Gordon level, <laughs> right? Like, I just I was thinking, and I was like, well, what else is sort of, like, space magic? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, Masters of the Universe. For those of you who don't know, Masters of the Universe also known as Masters of the Universe, The Motion Picture, is a 1987 American fantasy action film directed by Gary Goddard. Poor Gary Goddard. Poor Gary Goddard. His only film. Word. His first and last... Damn. (laughs) um, ...stint as a director. Damn, son. Um, And it is uh, a film made... (laughs) Technically. (laughs) Technically. uh, Made from the some of the characters of the He-Man TV show. The loved He-Man and the Masters of the Universe TV Classic show. characters like He-Man, <laughs> Tila, Man-at-Arms, Skeletor, Gurg, <laughs> Gwildor, and Blade. Yeah, exactly. You know, the classics. Um, So it is based on the Mattel, they say the Mattel toy line of the same name, um, the show was made to sell toys. Um, the movie was made to sell toys, and the toys were made to sell the movie, vice versa. Um, which is why I'm about to get into some history on this. You're going to cover all that, okay? Yeah. Um, so it bring. So this is part of also the problem. The, the story takes place in a world of fiction. Whereas Flash Gordon is about someone who goes to a world, a um, um, science magic world, Masters of the Universe, He-Man, and, and She-Ra, for that matter, take place in other worlds, completely and utterly. They never come to our world. So the story... Well, fix that conundrum. <laughs> the story is of two teenagers 
who meet the mighty warrior He-Man who arrived on Earth from planet Eternia Mm -hmm. and now goes on a mission to save the universe from the villainous Skeletor, his evil nemesis. So, this movie (laughs) stars Dolph Lundgren, um, Frank Langella, Courtney Cox, James Tolkien, Christina Pickles, and Meg Foster. Um, It was... Theatrically released, uh, like I said, in 1987, it was a critical and commercial failure, grossing only $17 million worldwide against a budget of $22 million, but mm. it is now regarded as a classic cult film. Really? Yes. By who? By... <laughs> Get me their phone number. <laughs> and I'm going to punch every single one I of them like, in the leg. I would like to speak with them. Okay. So there are a couple of really big problems with this film. One is that Dolph Lundgren can't really act and can only speak and has a very heavy accent we'll say that very heavy accent um which wouldn't be fine if he could like act (laughs) but the two combined is a problem um like van damme can act and he has like a thick accent save the van damme comparisons for for later (laughs) in the episode but i'm just saying like when you think of Crapathon, right? Okay, so there's that. Um, Langella actually does a pretty good job of Skeletor, but the the mask isn't very good. And he can, like, barely move his mouth. Um, the other problem is a lot of the characters that people were hoping to see never show up. Like, like made other characters for some reason. Some of it had to do with special effects. I, I have that reason, actually. Um, oh, do you? I dove into... Apparently, like, more... I wanted like to more. know everything about the IMDb page on this, so I went through the trivia oh panel. God. Okay, well, part of it... So, like, there's a character... I always forget its name. It's a little wizard guy. Quildor! Yeah, that's... Sure. Oh, no, no, no. Not the... Not the... The guy in the movie. Mm. No. Oh, Orko. Orko. Yeah. Um. So, Orko, they, like, people want to see Orko, but Orko floats and is magic, so it's, like, hard... Like, they didn't have the special effects, um, even though they were given a pretty good budget. Um, speaking of budget, <laughs> they were given a pretty good budget, and then they ran out of budget mm-hmm. until, like, at the end, there's a scene in particular, like, where basically the staff is broken by He-Man. Yes. After that, there was no budget. <laughs> like, the director gave some of his money and, like, quickly created an ending <laughs> and was like, okay, I'm never doing this again. It was a horror show. Um... Yeah, special effects are not great. Story is weird. No one cares about these teenagers. Also, He Man's not for teenagers. As uh, a YouTube clip once put it, it is for children and 40 year old men, and that is it. <laughs> um, Evil Lynn is probably the best character, gotta say. Um, yeah, I don't like this movie is just a goddamn mess, right? Like, oh, yeah. it's just a huge, huge mess. Um, and also, they set fire to a bunch of stuff. They set fire to a school while making this film. They set fire to a storefront and busted out its windows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Jordan, what did you think and why did you end up deep diving? Was it because it was just such a mess? Because it's just, okay, like, listen, I had not seen the movie, but I knew the movie, obviously. Yeah. This was widely held up for decades as, like, terrible. the biggest botch of yeah like a beloved property yeah they had like a really good chance to make like a never-ending story level like awesome film but apparently there was no way this was ever going to be good 
Okay. Because the timelines don't really match up. So I don't know if you've ever True. watched the Toys That Made Us yes. on Masters of the Universe or yeah. know any history of that actual toy line. We're like, there yes. was no story there. No, like, no. They were just coming up with characters and they had to make a story later on. Yeah. So work on this film began before any of the lore developed by the animated show oh. existed. Right. Because when you bought He-Man toys back in the day, as a young child who owned OG He-Man toys <laughs> growing up. I say, I'm surprised you hadn't seen this film. I remember being amped about it as a child. Yeah. And then being like, why is Skeletor wearing that giant gold thing? What is, <laughs> none of this makes sense. Who are those children? What is that weird elf looking thing? Um, Who's Pig Boy? <laughs> is, mm. I know who Pig Boy is. Fun fact. I know who Pig Boy is, too. It's a boy who won a contest, and they had to put him in the film. They had to shoehorn him in at the last minute. Yep. So he hands, he hands Skeletor staff when Skeletor comes back to Eternity. Yep. Um, and is credited in the credits as, as, Pig Boy. as Pig Boy. Um, so when you bought these toys, they would come with like a mini comic. Yeah. And fun fact, these are also how they sold it. Yes. The concept to Mattel. They just mm-hmm. flagrantly lied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did They're not like, have. We a, have a story and it's everything. It's like, well, how are we going to tie this in? I don't know what they were comparing it to at the time, GI Joe or something like that. Right. Like shit that already had multimedia properties attached to it, and they yeah. basically talked out their ass. So it's like they're going to come with a comic. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck, we got to make a comic now. It's like, and then it's also we're going to have a. There's going to be a cartoon too. Yeah. So all the shit was made after the fact. So yeah. like the comic, these mini comics that came with the toys. I, and I'm sure if I'm wrong about any of this, the nerd gallery is already blowing up my men- my menchies. Oh, yeah. Um, but the original, like, story they had to go with was he was just kind of like a barbarian. Like, Prince Adam, yeah. Battle Cat, Cringer, all that. Like, the, the Sword of Grayskull. Like, it was barely, he like... He was Conan. He was, yeah, he was basically Conan. Like, so, like, they... Orko's not in the movie. Orko wasn't a thing they were working with. They didn't even know he existed. Mm-hmm. They go to work on this movie. They're already, like, a year into it. This cartoon comes out. It's a smash. It establishes this lore that is beloved by children everywhere. And then the, <laughs> you can't course correct at that point. No. So I almost don't hate this movie for that fact. Right. Because I'm viewing it as, like, well, there was no way. Like, you were set up to fail. Like, so that's why a lot of people were upset. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and why uh, it didn't do very well. And understandably, it was just this weird confluence of circumstance that like there was no way it mm-hmm. was you know you did not have this lore established y- you didn't have to bring it to small town america no <laughs> that was a choice you made that is a choice you made you did not have to do you did not have to make the titular i guess he wasn't a titular character in it was the he-man movie yeah he-man only does like three things in the movie it's like, true he's barely in it also why is he shooting a gun so much also, can we talk he about... He walks around with that sword on his back the entire movie and only busts it out like twice. That's like, true. Uh, can we talk about Tom Paris's keyboard Dave or whatever his name is? The boyfriend? Was it Kevin? Kevin? I think so. I think was it's it? keyboard Kevin. <laughs> keyboard Kevin. At one point, Kevin put like a paper drink cups from a fast food joint in his sink. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he was going to wash them for later. <laughs> What are you doing, buddy? Yeah, it's a very weird scene. There's so many things that are just like, this is a weird movie. Uh, <laughs> it's a very weird movie. Such a weird movie. Um, that cop was just real eager to just like shoot people randomly. Also, he decides to stay at the end of the movie. Yeah. This is my retirement now. They gave me a woman in a castle. <laughs> okay. The hell y'all do this? The sorceress is, is kind of wilding out. Um, I, I'm being very forgiving to this movie in the preamble. Uh, this was the longest hour and 45 minutes <laughs> of my life. It took me three tries to get through this movie. Yep. Because <laughs> I fell asleep twice. Yep. I didn't have to watch it 
try watching it while lying in bed with my iPad next to the, next to my pillow. But no, you didn't. That's what I did. Would not recommend. Would not recommend <laughs> watching this movie while horizontal. Um, also, God damn the fucking like. Why did the the universe's music, Kevin? <laughs> the sound of that stupid dwarf like <laughs> mashing those synth tones under the key of whatever. Uh, basically, you know, they there's some key that can open a door to anywhere. Yep. You just have to play the right melody. You play like fucking smoke on the water and you go to Tampa. I don't know. Like Yeah. It's just how it works. <laughs> um What will take me to Cabot Cove in the nineteen eighties? Oh my god. Oh, the theme song. I okay. assume there's a theme song to Murder She Wrote. Of course there is. Wow. It's the song of my people. <laughs> it's the song of turtlenecks everywhere. <laughs> Um, yeah, just Kevin, you ain't got to be there. Courtney Cox, Courtney Cox doesn't need to be there. None of that needs to be there. Nope. Nope. But then like at the weirdest time, like Frank Langella was really going for it. Yeah. He talks about, he talks about it. Like I think it was in the, um, the, the toys we, that made us, uh, I think it was in there. Maybe Mm. it was some other documentary. He really talked like he, he was amped to do it. Yeah. I remember in the IMDb trivia it's like his kid was really into he took it because his kid was really into the toys and yeah. like his kid was running around the set and loved it and he was like really empty and at one point he drops this line about like tell me about the loneliness of good he-man is it the same as the loneliness of evil and i'm like what the fuck? <laughs> what are you going high concept for in this shitty movie frank langella um and i'm fascinated by the notions that they were going to like they were already trying to do a sequel before production finished yeah and even during production dolph Lundgren was like no thank you yeah <laughs> I do not want to do that. I know this is bad. Um, and apparently his contract gave him like four weeks to uh, to try and lose his accent enough to overdub his own lines. Oh, wow. Otherwise, they were going to overdub him. I guess they thought he pulled it off or they did not want, they did not have the money to hire another voice actor. That's really the like, I, I don't even, the first part of the movie that's yeah. like on Eternia, I'm yeah. like, this isn't that terrible actually. It's not. I'm like, it, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, like... It's very Flash Gordon. The fucking wig on that guard character was, like, <laughs> so whack. Like, I don't know what's happening with him. But, like, up until for no reason, they go to, like, fucking Northern California, or wherever the hell they're supposed to be. Yeah. Also, I did not get that apparently Skeletor's uh, forces were robots, because He-Man was just mowing them down, like... Yeah. I did not see sufficient sparks when they got shot. For <laughs> more sparks, be- people. More sparks. I was like, oh, He-Man just straight up murders people now. That's fun. Yeah. Also, the fucking surfboard. like, Oh, my God. The float. Everybody needed hoverboards. So good. Did this come out before Back to the Future, too? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it came out after, but I'm not Man. sure about that. He-Man, were you out front on the hoverboard craze? <sighs> you really made that. So I don't even know how to evaluate it. Normally we say that the thing about November Crapathon is like we evaluate, we got an inverse, it's punch kicks, right? Yeah. It's punch kicks. Where it's like, we know it's bad, but it brought us enjoyment. Yeah. I don't even know that this was as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I enjoyed it less than things that are worse. <laughs> so then it has a lower... So it's a lower score? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I always say like, my base is like, was it a movie? <laughs> Yeah. It barely was. I, mean, I don't want to give anything a failing grade, but like this is like a five. Ooh, 
but you deep dived it. It made you so. I just wanted to know how it existed (laughs) because it 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 exists. It takes up such space in like a certain segment of nerd consciousness. Yeah. Like, as like, how do you boof something so bad? Yeah. What's the what's the like the on like when you what's the dictionary definition of boofing of like or like unforced errors? It's like you had this thing that instantaneously eighty percent of male children. Mm-hmm. In North America. Yeah. We're going to go see. Yeah. And you just fumbled it into oblivion. Yeah. I just wanted to know how that happened. Like, it's the legit how did this game made. Like, right. That's why I deep dove. And that's why I found out that, like, they were working with lore that the lore didn't exist. Yeah. But, yeah, they still planned a sequel with, like, post-apocalyptic Earth and, like, Skeletor took over. And... Wow. Trapjaw was going to be in it, y'all. Ooh, Trapjaw. Ooh, Trapjaw. You don't know who Trapjaw is. I do. You do? Yeah. I guess there was a newer cartoon. You might know it from that. I watched He-Man. I had Trapjaw. I watched He-Man and Shira. Every every lunch, I used to run home and watch Shira. Oh, my God. In kindergarten. That's insane. I would have my craft dinner and my Shira. So, yeah, I'm still going to give this a five. All right. It's five. five I don't know where you kids. can find it. It's probably better if you don't. <laughs> I think <laughs> you just... Well, okay. Listen, I'm going to say, if you have it in your head that this is the worst movie ever made... You haven't seen the room. <laughs> Just watch it anyway. Yeah. It's not that bad, and it is sort of like, you know, it's an artifact, right? Like it's yeah, because it is such like it's the shorthand for like how to fuck up an adaptation. Like yeah, every time somebody, every time these nerds think that like you know, Star Wars is terrible, terrible, or DC's fucking up Birds of Prey or something like that. Yeah. it's like it's like well, it's not as bad as Master of the Universe. Yeah, that that's the go to. Yeah, and you should watch it just for that. And if you only know it as a go-to reference, yeah. you should still check it out. Because I was surprised that it yeah. some spots were better, and then it just immediately falls apart the second day. Like, Oh, my God. Grab some popcorn. Grab some popcorn, f- some snacks. Fucking Gwyndor shows up. It's the worst. Uh, Human clothing. <laughs> well, that's funny. He's got a dress on and sunglasses. <laughs> he retrofitted a pink Cadillac. Oh, man. If you never thought you needed to see He-Man in the back of a pink Cadillac. <laughs> Here you are. Grab some popcorn. God. Moving on. Moving on. And I thought to myself, friends, Double Impact was such a hit last year. It was. It really sparked a love affair with Caitlin McKinnon for Jean-Claude Van Damme. It does. It's like, who else was in that era? Who's the go-to? Well, there's only one go-to. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not going to, if you're moving from Van Damme to someone else, there's only one someone else to move to. And if you're going to pick a selection from this other person's oeuvre, <laughs> there's only one selection to make. Yeah. And that, friends, is Marked for Death. Oh, my God. Marked for Death is a 1990 American action film directed by Dwight H. Little. The film stars your boy, <laughs> Steven Seagal, oh. as John Hatcher, former DEA troubleshooter who returns to his Illinois hometown only to find it taken over by a gang of vicious Jamaican drug dealers, led by Screwface, using a combination of fear and, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Obeya, a Jamaican syncretic religion of West African and Caribbean origin, similar to Haitian voodoo and Santeria, as practiced in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. How to describe Seagal? Um, I have some words. <laughs> Wooden. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, so that, that that's basically it. That's the jam. It's like... It's an action film. Okay. So I Dude comes back home to a small town, yeah. gets marked for death. Okay. Um, 
Okay, we need to talk about so many things. Okay. <laughs> First is my comment to senior correspondent Chris as we watched this, which was, this movie isn't about drugs in small town USA, is it? There's no way. He's going to fly to, like, Taipei, and he's going to have to go all over the world, right? Right? Nope. No. Jamaicans have come to the suburbs, Caitlin. Yes, they have. Uh, second thing is, this movie is racist. <laughs> So racist against the Jamaican community. Um, Caitlin. <laughs> he was just about to. Caitlin. Him have two heads and four eyes, just like Screwface. They have two heads and four eyes. Him a Screwface. Him a Screwface. Kozak is dying right now. Um, yeah, so terrible. Um, Steven Seagal cannot act. No. How did any... Of the, how did his career happen? It's a good question. I would like I re- to know. I this. recall at the time, the thing about Seagal was he was like a he opened like a dojo. He was an Aikido guy, right? Yeah. Like everybody back then had a specialty, right? Like, right. Like Chuck Norris was your straight like Taekwondo type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Damme was just marvelousness, and yeah. <laughs> that, that was his. Yep. <laughs> no, probably Muay Thai, and just, he was technically like a ballet guy, um, and. Seagal was like legit Aikido. Like he was like in seventh done Aikido black belt, which is like the one that's like. You break stuff. You break bone. It's bone breaking, but it's also like using the opponent's energy against them. So yes. that's why he's always like sidestepping people and mm-hmm. like people charge at him with something and he just sidesteps and like trips him or breaks their arm or some shit. Yeah. The few times he actually uses it because otherwise he's just like, man, this movie is like. If this movie could have an erection for guns, it would. It would. There's literally like and, a loving porno montage to, and gun, women. to gun assembly. <laughs> guns and killing women. How many women do they kill in this movie? Uh, two. <laughs> well, that's nothing. That's nothing. Uh, sorry, your brief take on Steven Seagal. Born in Lansing, Michigan, a seventh down black belt in Aikido, began his adult life as a martial artist instructor in Japan, becoming the first foreigner to operate an Aikido dojo in the country. He later moved to Los Angeles where he had the same profession. And then it literally just jumps to, like, in 1998, he made his acting debut in Above the Law. Was it in 1998 he sold his soul and started his acting debut? Um, yeah, it offers nothing into how he got started in acting career. Okay. Come on, Wikipedia. Well. But no, he can't act. The worst thing, though, is, okay, so you don't have a, a, a character, a main character who can act. It's happened in lots of films. Don't put them next to Keith motherfucking <laughs> David. You're going to be so mad that this movie brought down Keith David. Oh, okay. First of all, Keith David is part of the posse. Oh, we're aware. Didn't I ask this? Was it actually Goliath or Keith David himself? It was Keith David. No, okay. It's Keith David. Just narrating as the posse. Like he's in the posse yeah. writing, but he's also offering real-time narration. Fantastic, yes. <laughs> so in th- all throughout this movie, I just kept on saying... I swear to fucking God, Keith David better not die. It better not be Keith David dies, and then Seagal's like, Judas. <laughs> and Keith, Keith David's like, uh, uh, you know, he dies, and then Steven Seagal's like, oh, now I have to protect the town. No, they just went after his family, which is fine. <laughs> Don't touch Keith David. Also, Keith David can make any dialogue sound good. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing. This film highlights... <laughs> The range, the ability, the magic that is Keith David. The magic. He is the magic. <laughs> um, uh, also, how many times can they say Bumbaclot? 
It's also a good drinking game if you're bored and you're watching this movie. And that is the extent of what the screenwriters knew about Jamaican culture. That That's about it. Um, there is some weird, like, good moments. Like, nothing but Steven Seagal. It's all terrible. <laughs> also, knowing that, like, the hot blonde with glasses shows up, and I'm like, that's the love interest. He doesn't have sex with her, though. No, but still the love interest. Steven Seagal cares not for vagina. He no, only cares but... about justice. And people telling him he's different than other men. Especially hot blondes with glasses. <laughs> um... Anyway, so uh, there were some weird parts where, like, Keith David says to, like, this Jamaican cop, he's like, sorry, I thought Jamaican culture was just all about drugs and, and guns. And you're like, okay, okay, I think that that's good. There's, like, a bunch of scenes where it's, like, a diverse group of people. Um, sorry, because what Caitlin means is there's definitely a moment where these three dudes smuggle automatic weapons onto a commercial airline. Yeah. And stage a unsanctioned paramilitary operation into Jamaica. <laughs> yes, they do. To take down a drug lord. Mm -hmm. And then fly back with his severed head. Yep. In the overhead compartment? I don't know. I, pff, who knows? Because they have to show the posse yeah. that Seagal's magic yeah. is stronger than Screwface's. Yeah. Because they believe Screwface has the power. The power of the voodoo. Voodoo? Or whatever. Oh, no, it's not. It's the song from Labyrinth. Oh, my God. Singing that. Um, no. Uh, anyway, so. But the man is everywhere, Caitlin. The man, he's got two heads and four eyes. That's what he's got. The source of his magic. Yeah. Um, it was just like. Also, Steven Seagal, you are the only white man in Jamaica. You walk into this club and do you honestly expect me to believe that the most beautiful woman. Right. In Jamaica decides, oh. I'm going to dance. Let me wind up on your raggedy ponytail. Oh, oh, and yeah. The there are a couple oh. shots of, I didn't, yeah. Mm. Mm -mm. It's rough. No. At one point I thought he got a haircut and I was like super <laughs> excited. I was like, oh no, it's still there. I don't think and for all, gross. for all the movies that man made, I don't think he ever, he may have cut the ponytail at some point, but I don't think he ever took it down. I really think there's a meticulous, like, bald spot coverage going on with that hairstyle. Probably. Um, so, yeah, this movie is... Oh, I also fell asleep watching this movie. Yeah. I'd, um, start, I'd I, start to crap with that. I, well, I got right to the end. They're, like, shooting up in Jamaica. Not, sorry, drugs, but, like, people. They're just shooting lots of people. Um, and I passed out. And my first thing when I woke up was... Is Keith David alive? <laughs> and your correspondent Chris was like, yes, Keith, Keith David is he's alive. He's fine. He got shot in the leg. <laughs> yeah, and he told me basically the rest of the things that happened. And he's like, and he said, and then they had his head, and he's like, I don't know how they got up in security or on the plane, but they had his head. Pre-9-11 air travel was wild, yo. <laughs> and like, we figured out that he had a twin pretty quickly and mm. stuff, And but I mean, this, this film is not suspenseful. <laughs> it's just... It's just a garbage fire. What else did this director do? Anything? Was it Steven Seagal? Was Steven Seagal directing himself? Also, uh, we were going... I was looking for... I, I can't remember what... Some, something. And um, I saw the rest of Steven Seagal's catalog, and it's all him with guns mm. on every single... Like, every, every movie is interchangeable. Uh... Dwight Hubbard Little is also known for directing Free Willy 2, The Adventure Home. Oh, Jesus. Murder at 1600. Nope. Which I feel like was somewhat a successful movie. 
Uh, and I was also directed episodes of 24 Prison Break, Dollhouse Bones, and Nikita. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. This did not bring down your career, <laughs> Toy Little. Not like Gary Goddard. No. Oh, poor Gary. Poor Gary Goddard. Poor Gary. Um, anyways, yeah. So, uh, Trash Fire. Amazing Trash Fire. But Trash Fire. I didn't figure out that the old lady was his mom, really. She only beginning. appears like once. Yeah. Um, my my fa- This movie has my favorite trope in it. Okay. Which is where bereaved relative or love interest gets mad at the blames person yeah and like punches on their <laughs> shoulder and then breaks down and gets a hug yeah this is your fault uh, <laughs> <laughs> and seems to go hugs him hugs her yeah so now it's personal yeah he's they've heard it. he was out um, he was out the game before that why why would he let his sister go back to the house i don't know why that seemed very poorly thought out yeah i was terrified there's gonna be like sexual assault stuff there was not it was just you know no he just drew a smiley face with some sort of poultry blood yeah and like you know there's a lot of like about to stab people and stuff you think this movie thought it was smarter than it thought it was with the whole college professor thing like the fbi has a college professor she was like deciphering markings there for 36 seconds also why did she have a storefront what is she selling I don't know. So it got like goes to her store. Like what? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I'll just be down. Like if maybe you should have a job at a university or something if Yeah. You're an expert in this stuff, but I don't know. I don't know. But she has to let Seagal know that he's not like any other men she's not ever like, met. And it's very important that he's reminded of that in every movie, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyways. Good the time. only other reason we know we men of my generation remember Steven Seagal is because he had that movie Under Siege, which was like on a train that gets taken over or something. Right. And he's like a former Marine, but I'm just a cook. That was his line. He's, he's the cook on the train. I'm just a cook. Um, and it definitely... It's <laughs> actually a really good impression. It's delightful. I'm just a cook. It definitely had a um, unnecessary... What's the, what's the word? I'm not, not exploitive. Gratuitous. Oh, okay. Definitely had a gratuitous scene of uh, a woman named Erica Leniak coming out of a cake. Okay. And like stripping her top off. Yeah. And she was definitely like a pre Pamela Anderson Baywatch girl. Right. So definitely like my entire generation was like, had Whoa. to go see Under Siege because yeah. Shawnee showed her tits. Um, also, yes, there were a lot of tits in this movie. A little bit. So many. Oh, what was his name? Johnny Fingers? Yeah. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the guy from Atlantic City who was like hooking up all the Jamaicans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One guy. Is this said- crack? <laughs> There's a scene at the beginning of the film where the Jamaicans go to, you know, the <laughs> pop suburbs. War, pop Warner football game in the suburbs. Yeah, and and sell kids crack. At least the movie tries to acknowledge that a posse of Jamaicans in suburban Illinois is probably going to draw attention. Yes. <laughs> At least the movie's smart enough to point that out. Yes. Not, you know, Champaign, Illinois is not usually a place where you... Uh, you come across, I don't think, where a large Jamaican population is hanging out. You know what? Maybe there's one now. Maybe there is. I mean, they had nightclubs. Also, that's the thing about this movie. Like, the line is not actually, I have a four eyes and two heads, right. just like Screwface. But I knew that line in my head. Because, like, I think there is, like, a demo where, like, not that it's the be- it is not the best representation by 2019 standards. But, no. like, the fact that it had, like, a large... <laughs> Jamaican cast in it, right. including that guy who looks like Maxi Priest, who was in like every every movie of that era. Yeah. Um, the fact that it had more like more than five, you know, black actors in it. Yeah. Not including Keith David and like Jimmy Cliff was. How they get Jimmy Cliff to be in this movie? I, I don't, don't understand. Know. But I feel like they lied to him. Doing an entire song about Screwface. 
which is amazing. Um, I feel like this movie is like known and somewhat beloved by a certain like, right. like they know what it is, but they can at least appreciate that like you failed miserably, but you tried. Yeah. Um. There's also like one of the things that really like made me cringe was there's all these like, um, like black power, black freedom things on the wall mm. and i'm like don't mix that up with gang culture <laughs> don't you dare like no no oh, right yeah his his like when the gangster goes to meet Screwface. yeah which i think i forgot was entire was his name Screwface. you live in toronto Screwface means something different right like does it it's the Screwface capital right because toronto's reaction to anything is oh i did not know that sorry i screwed my face up because that's generally how i always I knew it from this movie, but I forgot it was the the villain's name. I'm more Toronto is known as the Screwface Capital because that's our tends to be our reaction to anything. Didn't know that. Yeah, Screwface Capital. Ah, oh, learning things every day. Every time somebody tries to do something, Toronto goes. Mm. 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 <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, it was a hot uh, garbage fire, and it warmed my heart. Better or worse than Double Impact. Worse. <laughs> and not good worse. Not good worse. Like, bad worse. Bad, bad worse. Bad worse. What do you give this in punch kicks? Uh, I give it like a six in punch kicks. Fair enough. Like, I mean, see, the problem is if this movie, if Keith David was the hero of this movie. Oh, see, that's all you were thinking of the whole time. It would have been a great movie. It was like, what if this movie was Keith David fighting Jamaicans? <laughs> yeah, it would have been fantastic. That's the movie she has in her head now. Yeah. Why was Keith, Why is Keith David not the star of more things? The man is a legend. He's beautiful. He has too many Ken Burns documentaries to narrate. <laughs> he doesn't have time for that. He's got a. Uh, he's got to do the voiceover for the new Gargoyles film. <laughs> Jordan Peele wants to wants to reboot Gargoyles. He's got to be in there. Got to have Keith David. Even if it just has a cameo. You got to have Keith David. Yeah. Well. This is, again, somewhere, I'm sure. Why would you want to find it? I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube for nothing. I'm like, sure. Um, but you know, Steven Seagal seems like the type who would, who would like not let, a, not let a check go. <laughs> no. Loves Putin now. Has Russian citizenship. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a straight-up weirdo. Look into, oh. his, look into his recent moves. Oh, man. Yeah, he's a straight-up weirdo. Totally going to do that. Um, but definitely grab some popcorn, watch these terrible films, and let us know what you think. I believe November Crapathon is... Do we announce it ahead of time? No, I don't remember. I don't remember if we did or not, but... Friends, I have not... Caitlin's got her month planned out already. I do. I, I do not, mm-hmm. but... When we do, we will possibly give you a heads up just so you can join in the frivolity that is November Crapathon. I mean, you gotta stay inside. November's the worst month. It's cold. It's dreary. It's don't begun. Make it, don't make it sound like February. Like... February, at least you know the spring is coming. I guess. November, you're like, crap, it's going to be gray for the next four or five months. <laughs> yep. <sighs> it's like six o'clock and it's already like 70% dark out there. Mm, makes me sad. And I got to go to work tonight, so I got to kick this one out of here so I can try to get at least a couple hours sleep before I go. Yep. So with that, friends, thank you for joining us as you do every week. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we hope you will join us next week for the continuation of November Crapathon.
Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Geek Down Podcast. My neighbors are still having sex. This is the... <laughs> uh, I was wondering why you were being so serious. <laughs> I was like, is he mad about something? I, I can do it again. Okay. 